0: If you like this podcast, check out Studio Red's amazing lineup of podcasts at StudioRedMedia.com.
1: Welcome to QT with RT. I'm Ryan. I'm Todd. Today we're talking about editing. Woo! <laughs> all right, let's talk about editing. Let's talk about it. It's that magical thing that makes stuff like this podcast better. Uh huh. Because we edit out all the bad parts. And every, I really don't edit that, that much. That's why everybody at home is like, what? <laughs> I feel like the bad parts are still in this podcast. It's, it's all in there. That's right, folks. Oh, trust us, folks. It's the thing editing, the thing we don't do to this podcast. Yeah, well,
0: I do cut out the two hours of munching and heavy breathing that yes. we do before we even yes, record. Yes,
1: yes, when we call Evan in and he just chews <laughs> ice really loudly <laughs> on the mic. Yes, Evan. That's right. You know it's true. You, know you, know you do true. that.
0: But uh, no, we were talking, we actually just watched a scene from, if anyone, if you want to see something really funny, truly insane, Um, I think it's taken three. There's a scene where Liam Neeson jumps a fence. Just type in Liam Neeson fence jumping. That's really all you need to do.
1: Yeah, it's a seven second clip. Seven
0: second clip. How many cuts do you think? (laughs) It's probably probably like... 13 or something 13,
1: like 13, 14. About, yeah, something like that. It was over 10. Yeah. So normal. Which the crazy thing is <laughs> they actually had to film that many angles. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Can you imagine just being like the director being like, ah, we need another angle of him jumping <laughs> over this fence. And I'd be like, are you sure? Yeah. Because I feel like we got it. Yeah. Nope. Nope. We need nah. another one. Another angle. Can it, we get like a low angle? <laughs> didn't we get a low angle on the other side of the fence? Yeah, but we didn't get it on this side of the fence. Yeah, but isn't that other one good? In- no, no. Do you think all those shot like? Do you think Liam Neeson
0: did all those takes, or he did just the first one we could see his face? No, I'm sure probably a stunt stunt man double. did it. Yeah,
1: that's probably why they were okay doing it a million times. Maybe they're cutting around his face.
0: It's it's wild. It's a truly insane choice because it feels like by by doing that scene it actually feels like they're slowing down. The actual chase. Yeah,
1: so that's like the redoing. (laughs) What obviously watch the video, but if if you haven't, since you haven't watched the video, probably Mm because you've been listening to us this whole time. uh, A regular, what they did there executed was a regular thing that action movies have done for a long time, especially in the eighties, nineties. I don't really know if they do much. Nineties and early
0: two thousands when it was like really hot.
1: Yeah, but like some of like the old Rambo's and stuff would do it too you know where Rambo
0: 3 they did it um, with the bowing arrow yeah exactly the dynamite but
1: the uh, the whole thing of basically replaying part of the action over again from a different angle editing them all together so you can really play up the effect Mm -hmm. of like look at this cool punch or look at this cool explosion or shooting an arrow that's on fire or whatever you know do it from a wide shot now let's do it from the close up now let's do it from the side angle now let's do it from the perspective of the arrow as it flies away all right, now we're going to cut back to the wide. Explosion, 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 yeah. explosion. You know, you're know, you going to see that all from different angles. I've never seen it for jumping over a fence, though. <laughs> That's a new one. And when done well, it actually can work, but you're supposed to do it so subtly that nobody notices. Yeah. So, like, you know, I go in to punch you. And when we cut to the different angle, I'm a few frames farther back yeah. in time. Than where we just left off in the last edit. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I'm about ready to hit your face. We cut then to a different angle. Oh, now I'm not actually about ready to hit your face. I'm like four or five frames extra away from hitting yeah. your face. And then I hit your face and then you get the impact. And then we cut to another one where I just hit your face. Yeah. You know, and it's, but it's all subtle. Yeah. So it makes that one quick little moment last a little longer okay. and we feel like the weight of it and almost subconsciously probably we feel like the, Added time, yeah, you know, almost like the slow motion nature of it, yeah, by adding more frames into something that doesn't normally take that long. You're not supposed to do it like that, no, (laughs) where it's very obvious, yeah, 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 or your Jurassic World example.
0: (laughs) Well, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, um, Evan and I, a couple weeks ago, we were watching it, and I was on my phone because I had seen it, and it's truly one of the worst movies I've seen. What if you were just like
1: standing on your phone? I wish I was. You were just so upset. You were just like standing <laughs> on your phone. Standing on my phone. You weren't phone. on it. You were on I it. I
0: was literally on top of my phone. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Just jumping up and down. But the scene, there's a scene movie. at the end where it's a very intense scene that like main evil dinosaur, which is been engineered to be a weapon. So they do an example at the beginning where the one of the guards has a gun with like a little laser pointer on it. And he you know, lifts the gun up and he points the laser and that's supposed to like direct the dinosaur to attack whoever. Which I looked over at Evan, I go, That's what a gun does. That's right. <laughs> you point and you shoot. And, bullets do that. Yeah, and I argue a bullet's gonna get there faster than a yeah. dinosaur. I yeah. don't care
1: how fast that yeah. I'm is I'm just glad Iran doesn't have these dinosaurs. <laughs> Can you imagine Saudi Arabia's oil fields would not be able to survive these kind of dinosaurs folks. Yeah. No oh, man. Uh, awful! So it wouldn't be World War Three; it would be end of the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, end truly, of the world. End of the world. So if Iran had these dinosaurs, yeah.
0: Now it's just it's a wild premise. But anyways, the dinosaur at the top, and he jumps towards our protagonist, uh, Chris Pratt, and uh, Star Lord himself. Star Lord himself, and he like ducks underneath the dinosaur, and so the whole movie has been edited. Normally, like a normal movie, you don't really notice the cuts or anything. Yeah. This one scene, they cut it three times. But once again, like you were saying, when you cut, it's usually in motion. So it's not, you're not repeating the same shot. Yeah. Or the same motion within that cut. Same like action. This is three cuts of the exact same action from three different angles.
1: From beginning to end? Pretty much?
0: No, just for this quick little jump. Uh,
1: Yeah. So it's like jumps, and then they show it, and he jumps again, and then he jumps right. again? Right, yeah. So full full jump. Full jump. Yeah, which is definitely not how you do it. Wild. Yeah.
0: And it's not like there's any consistency. They're, they didn't do that at all. throughout. The, and then it just goes back to like being normal. <laughs>
1: it's like a music video for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And these are actually, that's what it sort of feels like. These wild. sort of wild editing tricks is stuff that you'd see like in a music video, yeah. which is fine because music videos are supposed to be crazy. Yeah. The more crazy, the better. But this isn't a Michael Jackson music video. That's yeah, a bad reference. This isn't a meatloaf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, R. Kelly. wait. Oh, oh, that's better. <laughs> uh, I'm, Weinstein didn't produce it. I mean, <laughs> uh, I can't. Kevin, sorry, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> I'm running out of... Well, Bill Cosby. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, you just don't put that stuff in there. Yeah. So that's our initial so setup w- for... An example of bad editing. Right. So the point of editing, and you pretty much covered it for people who
0: don't know, is there's a blueprint that the writer makes, then the director has a vision for the movie, and then the editor helps essentially put the pieces together with the director. And, you know, they they figure the whole movie out. And the editor, oftentimes, you know, there's different, if I'm making a commercial or, or a product video, it's... Clearly, the intent is to edit this video in a way that shows off the product really well, yep, um, if it's a movie or ever it's added to the emotion, the feeling that you want in in the the movie. and yep. so,
1: yeah, the editor really I mean, as much as everybody else has a lot of control over what mm-hmm. gets recorded, you know, the editor is the final storyteller, and they're the ones that decide uh i mean it's it's their hands. Their fingers that are moving around the keyboard and the mouse that are deciding what scenes you're seeing they're they're deciding when to draw your focus somewhere else yeah I mean they're almost kind of like almost like if they have your you're out in a in a in a room with a lot of stuff going on and they have your head and they're yeah. just moving it around from one <laughs> thing to the next you know I mean that's kind of what yeah. an editor is yeah. doing um and it's something that I've said not that example because that's, that's the first time i' ever thought of it like that but uh I you know I've sometimes I've said to you, I've said to Evan, I've said to Jeff, I mean I've said to pretty much any editor I've ever worked with like like you're gonna be the one that decides if we hold on a shot for four seconds versus three seconds, yeah, and that extra second makes a difference to the audience yeah, and more than anything, like I feel like the editor really is kind of like that tour guide or moving the head around because it's like you're also saying like what's important mm-hmm. and especially in a movie, you know it's like why do we keep cutting back to that? to that box in the other side of the room? Yeah. Why do we keep cutting back to that? Why do we keep, you know, and the editor is saying, hey, there's something over here. Yeah. You need to pay attention to it. Yeah. You know, Um. obviously with products, same thing. Like, hey, remember that product? Hey, remember that product? Hey, yeah. remember that product? Yeah. You know, and then at the very end be like, you can buy that product that I've been reminding you about the whole time. You yeah. know, so it really is a very, very important job. I can't, I mean, I think it's one of the, one of the most, I mean, probably yeah. top three, I think, in as far as like, you know, I, I mean, a good editor can make or break absolutely something. I mean, and they can fix stuff. The idea of fixing stuff in post, like that is somewhat of a true thing. It really is. Um, and a bad editor can ruin great yeah. footage. Yeah. Um, and so like timing, pacing, all that stuff is so important and, um, um, so we thought we'd talk about it a little yeah. bit. We thought I, we might say what like movies that we like that we thought were edited well. Maybe yeah. some stuff that we we haven't really ever hardcore I, talked about editing.
0: I know. Yeah, that's funny because that's like what we do on dad. a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I I now thought of a movie that has like the best editing I think I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. But before that, um, did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. I didn't see that, but I have seen the scene where. They're all talking, and it's cut up like they're they're outside. They're having like I mean a they talk meeting. a lot.
1: Meeting. That's why I'm like, what are you talking about? Which well, part? I have to
0: pull it up <laughs> okay. and show it to you. But um, there's a scene and it cuts. It's a conversation between the band members and and yeah. Eddie, and it's cut insanely because usually when you talk with someone, there's a good style where like. It could be like you have everyone in the room, maybe camera pans around. It's a single take shot. It's everyone's talking. They've – uh, uh, what's the term for when they kind of place everyone in a shot? You're talking about blocking? Blocking. So they blocked it out, and they have a good, clean single take. It's lots of fun. Those are – that's one way you can do a conversation scene. Another way is kind of like over shoulders or, you know, the classic style – in this Bohemian Rhapsody scene they're literally cutting to like all the you know each band member as they're talking they're going around uh Freddie and it's just like absolute insanity and i think that movie won an oscar for editing uh i don't remember yeah i know it won some oscars i don't remember which one it won but um and it blows my mind considering so... the best movie that i'm thinking of that also won an Oscar for editing, and placing those two movies next to each other, it's like why is Bohemian
1: Rhapsody just for that single scene alone should sh- not be in there should not be. Not so there. let's so let's just figure out how we're going to talk about this. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna let's talk a little bit about maybe what we think makes good editing, just big yes. picture editing, and then we can talk about it on a personal level. Uh. Both. From a filmmaking standpoint, I mean, we both have edited films that we've made. Mm-hmm. Um, what we try to do more from a filmmaking, film, creative film perspective, and then maybe on the more professional marketing side of things, what we're going for, kind of our process. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we have any editors that are listening, but if they are, maybe they can learn something from us. I feel like all the editing experience that we've gained has been learned, gained the hard way. Mm-hmm. We have definitely, I feel like, trudged through the mud to get to where we're at as editors both of us are are our own personal skills uh so if we can help anybody get through that a little better great yeah um and maybe and maybe through talking about editing big picture and kind of like what we love about movies and editing we'll also learn ourselves how we could better edit our future stuff yeah because we
0: we both have individually over a decade of editing experience. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been editing since I was 18. Yeah. So, and I'm, what am I, 78? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yikes, that, sixty bro. <laughs> years. 60 uh, years? Uh, but, uh, and then maybe, we, I guess we could, if we have time, we could always talk a little bit about, we're here at Brand Red, you're our main editor, and a lot uh-huh. of times then, I'm the one working with you on, like, pr- giving direction for the editing. So we could even talk a little bit about what we've learned about, like, Working with editor and, and as an editor working with a director. Right. Or a producer. Yeah. Um, and then we can always throw in some stuff about clients. Yeah. Without name calling anybody so that way they fi- they don't fire us when they hear this podcast. <laughs> uh, so, uh, favorite movies. So, what's some of your favorite? Uh, talking to that about that big picture. Mm-hmm. About what we think is good editing. What are like some of the principles or things that we're like, just like we talked about good music and why music matters. What do you like about editing? What's good editing to you? What makes you be like, mm, that was good." Yeah. Or is it even something you really notice or even something you really think about? Is it like good audio where it's like if you don't notice the the, you know, AD the uh not the AD, the um um where they re- pre- afterwards record the audio. What is that called? ADR? ADR. Yep. If you don't like good ADR, like you <laughs> don't want to notice it. Right. You just want to not even yeah. realize it's there. Yeah, you know how how did what's your relationship with editing in re, as far as being how a I movie watch watcher?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely it's it's the emotion at impact. Like, how does the editing draw me in? Like, one thing I think that I can think of is probably like Lord of the Rings, like especially in Fellowship of the Ring, when Boromir is getting shot with the arrows in oh, yeah, the one. slow motion, yeah. you know, like that. That moment of like the Yurikai running and yeah.
1: then I bet you anything they actually did do what we're talking about a little bit where they showed parts of an action again, but oh, just yeah. a little bit of it so yeah. you don't really notice it, but yeah. just enough to extend it,
0: yeah, exactly. And so, um, but they yeah, did, just they that, did it the right way, yeah. I mean, and they did it with like when Gandalf fell as well, like yeah. that that feeling of yeah, you know, when yeah. you fly, you fl- and and it's, he's in normal and that all audio kind of goes out and you yeah. just hear him go like you, yeah. You know. I, I really, for me, it is the how does it pull me in? I want that moment where, like, nothing else matters but that moment or that yeah. movie, and I'm watching it. And that goes to probably the number one movie that to this day, I don't think I've watched anything that has affected me to this level, editing wise, just simply for the end scene is Whiplash. Ah, uh, so the example I was going to use. <laughs> and I think it did win an yeah, um, Oscar it for It did win editing. an Oscar because that scene when he's drumming at the yes. end, every choice
1: the editor made is perfect. Perfect. Well, even earlier, like, we watched that video, I know, back in yeah. the day on YouTube where they where I was talking about good editing and yeah. how that conversation with him and his girlfriend, yeah, where, like, at first they don't know each other, or yeah. his soon-to-be girlfriend. Yeah. And they don't know each other, so it's on a wide shot. Yeah. It's kind of awkward, and then they get like more intimate, and they lean towards each other, and then the camera, like the editing, gets more intimate because yeah. it it's like closer, closer angles, yeah. and you start seeing like shots of their feet where like at first they're farther away, and then they like she brings her foot like closer to his. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you know, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like little things like that yeah. where you're like, you didn't have to show me his feet. Yeah. And at first I'm like, why are you showing me their feet? Yeah. And now I understand why. Yeah. And then later, then like he then says stuff that then makes them kind of like pull away from each other and then the editing like pulls away Mm -hmm. and goes back to like the master wide shot and their feet separate again, (laughs) you know? Yeah, and it's like, Ah. obviously it's the, that editing was only possible because of good acting, good script writing, good blocking, good directing, good cinematography. But it's like the editing is what brought it all together.
0: Yeah, people don't realize when you are editing, I know when I'm editing, like obviously when you, because you're really good, uh videographer like a good
1: cameraman cameraman and so you videographer (laughs) is a horrible word we don't use that here we don't use it um unless we're doing weddings in which case you know
0: so uh but your your shots are always amazing so when you're an editor like sure you can work with like bad stuff but it's like any photographer or anything, like you need a beautiful model in order to yeah. be considered a good photographer. So um It helps but, if you start with something good. Right, exactly. So when you're editing to have whiplash have great acting, like yeah. just just a scene with once again, JK and uh Miles Turner. I think it's Miles. Yeah, uh Miles yeah. Uh Miles something. Miles Not Miles Davis. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. But uh but the the intensity of of Simmons' face, yeah, and and the close-ups of the symbols and the yeah. blood and oh uh, yeah, oh man, like you're feeling and it, it really even like uh, Miles' dad, yeah, like seeing like that he's lost his son, yeah, and there's a room full of people and they were able to make it feel going from super embarrassing to this obsession and there's no one in the room right in
1: this intimate this... crazy weird relationship <sighs> just between him so just good. between JK Simmons and Miles yeah
0: and i'm sure when you know they were directing he had the blueprint the editor obviously right. knew what he was going to do and i'm sure Damien Chazelle like worked with him really closely and yeah. knew exactly his vision but doesn't negate the fact that like he was able to make yeah an amazing thing should have been an Oscar. I mean, I mean, oh, he yeah. got an Oscar, but that movie should have won. Yeah, yeah,
1: it should have won Best Picture. <sighs> so good. Who won Best Picture? Is that Black Swan. Birdman. Oh, B- Birdman. <laughs> uh, Which
0: goes back to editing. I mean, the that guy did an amazing job of being able to take a look like one giant single take in Birdman. Yeah, so.
1: but I mean, yes and no. It's a different skill. Yeah. I mean, I personally still think chopping something together is, is harder work yeah, yeah, than definitely. just blending things together
0: yeah it's a difference between like painting a giant wall or like delicately putting together a super small yeah. like ship in the bottle. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. so yeah i know. so um yeah uh great example though <laughs> whiplash is a perfect example yeah i think for me i i i do think really good editing is one of those things where if it's done really, really well, you don't even notice it Yeah, because it just plays to your emotions and you just don't even, you just, you just go along for the ride and you don't even realize it's almost like a good roller coaster. Yeah. You know, you're not all of a sudden the turn happens and you're loving it and you're just in the moment and you don't even think about the fact that, man, it's really great that they put that 45 degree angle turn right there, but then swoop down and then spun me you know, you don't think about that when you're on the roller coaster, you just enjoy it. And I feel like that's what good editing's like. Um, I definitely like the more that we have gone through the process of editing movies, the more that I do pay attention to it. Yeah. Uh just like I'm sure if I made roller coasters, I would start noticing that because <laughs> it's like, yeah. You go and do it. it because it because good editing almost becomes unnoticeable and feels natural, you don't realize how hard it is yeah. to actually make natural editing, especially for films. Yeah. And so then when I watch something I appreciate it more because I'm like, oh, like the fact that they punched in on that close-up was perfect. Perfect. Or the fact that they hung on that shot for just a little bit too long to where now I feel awkward about watching it. Yeah. You know, like I think of like Westworld is a great show as far as it's editing. Yeah. Um, And all the time they're doing stuff where you're like, you feel like they should move on and they don't. And Mm -hmm. then you're like so glad that they didn't because they create this like emotion in you. I think that's the... Probably the biggest thing is like editing has the ability, just like a lot of other filmmaking uh aspect other aspects of filmmaking, it has this ability to create emotions. Yeah. Um and I don't Or if anything,
0: enhance the emotion that they were trying to make.
1: Yeah, but I think I think to a certain degree, like it like where music tells you how to feel and gives you like permission, I feel like editing good editing like forces. emotions on you like when you're in a bunch of wide shots and all of a sudden it punches in on a crazy close-up yeah and you feel like super awkward because you feel like you're like right next you're like nose to nose with another person's yeah space yeah and you feel awkward inside it's like you you don't get to it's not like they're saying hey here's some awkward music (laughs) feel awkward if you want to and you're like thanks i was wanting to where it's like all of a sudden it's like you immediately feel awkward whether you want to or not um and i feel like you know or that like loneliness of like a wide shot or and some of this goes back to cinematography and i think a lot of people always are like well isn't that the cinematographer's job well yeah it is but when you're on a movie set the cinematographer gets all of those shots yeah and the director and the ad they work together to make sure they get coverage as it's called to where they cover the whole scene from wides to mediums to close-ups to cutaways and then it's the editor's job to then mix all that stuff together and yeah. so really the editor is kind of a cinematographer in post production yep. to a yep. certain degree.
0: The editor is the chef putting the meal together where like all the other guys are the guys who get the resources and bring it.
1: Yeah, or the person who like prepares the plate before yeah. it goes out. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like somebody else cooked the chicken, somebody else cooked the mm-hmm. broccoli, somebody mm-hmm. else cooked the asparagus, whatever. And then they bring it all together and they decide and they yep. line it all up towards yep. this perfect meal and it tastes great and it's just, you know, yep. exactly what you want, you know. So, um yeah, I think I think that's for me, you know, it's like good editing really does make a movie. And I won't say, I mean, there's, I think there's a very bland version, a cookie cutter route for editing that a lot of movies do. And it doesn't ruin the movie for me. But I think good editing, like Whiplash is, I mean, it's just a perfect example. Like everything in that movie is just like perfect editing. Perfect. Um, It definitely enhances my experience yeah. yeah, to where I'm like, I am being able to enjoy this story to its fullest ability because yeah. of the editing. And,
0: and it takes something from you. I mean, if, if you want to know like a good, almost litmus test for like, um, how to decipher good editing, if you don't really know the signs, just walk out of a movie. How do you feel like with whiplash? Like, you just kind of feel drained because you're so invested into it. It's Probably because of the editing, you know, that brought you in. I mean, sure, the acting, the performances and all that. But once again, those only come together if the editor is invisible, kind of creating the magic act of what you're seeing. So there is the foundation is good story and then really the what brings the whole house together is the editing. Yeah.
1: So. I mean the editor really is everybody's best friend. Yeah. If they do a good job. Yeah. Because the editor makes the cinematographer look amazing. Yeah. They make the actors look amazing. Mm-hmm. They make the director look amazing. You know. They the all the art department everybody you know it's like all of a sudden people are like man Those people did such a great job. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, that guy just, or girl that edited it is really good at blending together the best parts of all the parts to make something that was really good. Yeah. Um, And I've seen that obviously too with more so than films, but we even see it with um, some of the commercial work that we've done over the years, whether it's interviews or or a 30 second spot that has a script to it, Um, but especially in films, you know, when actors are giving different performances with each take. You know, seeing watching an editor take the best parts yeah. of each performance and mixing them together. Yeah. Is also really impressive and cool to see. And you know, and we've done it with interviews where it's like we asked the person kind of the same question three or four times, and then we cut together parts of each one, yeah. mix them all together to where all of a sudden they sound way better yeah. than they did when we actually asked them the question. Yeah. And I think that's another element to where and I think that's where the fix it and post part came from is almost like, well, None of this was really great, mm-hmm. but I think the editor can take it all and make something great out of it by splicing up pieces and kind of Frankenstein it into something even better yeah. than what it was.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting now that we live in a day and age of like YouTube um, and you see how YouTube videos are edited. And before YouTube, I mean, just think about it. Like editors were kind of like this holy, sacred thing that – You're really good, then you really saw after. And I guess now movies, because you're not going to see a movie or TV show edited in the same way a YouTube video is. No. You know, and the reason YouTube videos are edited the the way they are is because the people who have the channels aren't editors. They they get iMovie or whatever and they they cut out their pauses and that's it. And so there's a lot of jump cuts and stuff like that. Problem is, there's going to be a whole generation of people who are used to it. I mean, I'm used to it when I watch a YouTube video now. And. That's really sad. That's a sad yeah, thing. Yeah, well, to... and
1: I think what's interesting is just, like, cinematography with all of a sudden everybody's shooting their own videos. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, editing the same way. It's, like, all of a sudden, like, um, bad technique becomes a style. Yeah. You know, and it and becomes its own form of... Of kind of like its own style yeah. and type of yeah. editing or, or type of work like blowing out windows yeah. has now become a thing. Yeah. Instead of like actually lighting the inside of the house bright enough to where it's properly exposed to the outside, which is how you would do it in a movie, mm-hmm. or you would block off the window or you'd put an indie on it or something. You know. Well, people doing small little stuff on YouTube, they don't have that kind of money. Yeah. Even if they know what, even if they know what to do correctly, it costs too much. Yeah. Most of them don't know what to do correctly, and so that's kind of an interesting thing. I think there'll still always be a place for it's almost like classical music versus like you know folk music where they're yeah. just drum you know strumming along and it's not it's simple tunes and you know versus like this classical you know complicated you know music scores mm-hmm. and music compositions so yeah, I feel I, like there'll always be a place for yeah, both but it yeah. is interesting how editing has changed in certain areas yeah. because of the fact that it's accessible to everybody right. And so we've grown, ex- we've grown acceptable uh, we've grown to accept things accustomed, like yep. yeah, accustomed to things like jump cuts, well, which and, is like and with jump a cuts a deadly sin.
0: Right, it is a deadly sin. And but the thing with YouTube is a lot of things that the people who do it, like one, Philip DeFranco, he's a kind of a news channel guy, and I think the one reason they do it is purely to get information across, and so to get information across as quickly as possible, cut out you know yeah. Someone's maybe listening to a podcast or it because YouTube is actually a number one source for music streaming yep. and for stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so I understand that, but yep. I don't think you'll ever see that in a movie because yeah. it doesn't portray emotion in the same way. Yeah. Because, I mean, you've, you watch those informational videos, you maybe laugh. Like, jump cuts are really good for comedy purposes yeah um a lot of like tim there or like just crazy off the i can see it random. i could see
1: it in like a mockumentary though
0: yeah and i think i'm trying to think but you know something that's trying not to, to play s- that style extent, yeah yeah um, yeah that's true so.
1: um so going back to general editing yeah uh stuff that i think makes great editing in general um is editing to create emotions yeah I think that's probably one of my biggest pet peeves is when editors just edit something to put it together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, I'm just gonna assemble this, so that way it's like complete. Right. And it's like, well, anybody can just put pieces together. <laughs> you know, like as long as you yeah. know how, to, as long as you know how to run the program, yeah, you can easily just put the pieces together and make it cohesive. Yeah. You know, like an actual editor, somebody who like deserves that title, is somebody who goes beyond just saying, "Oh, hey, here's this thing we filmed. Now I put it together so it's watchable." Mm-hmm. Um, And instead is somebody who edits to create emotions, you know, and is kind of thinking of from that same sort of once again that that um, uh, Quentin Tarantino composing and directing the audience's emotions, you know, whether that's, you know, trying to, you know, let them be happy and cheerful and then sad or, you know, or having them feel lonely and then claustrophobic or whatever, you know, moving people throughout the story by creating the emotions by editing the videos and the films a certain way. Yeah. I think that's probably like, to me, like the number one most important thing with editing. Absolutely. And then I think the next thing probably for me would be like fluidness. Yeah. Like I never want to feel choppiness unless it's supposed to be, Um, you know? And so I think that's probably like my second pet peeve is like, there's cuts or edits that people will sometimes do in movies I see or videos I watch. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it jolts you. Yeah, yeah. like the jump cuts that we were talking about, <laughs> which those are there now, and it's yeah. fine because people expect them, but when it's not supposed to be like that, yeah. and then somebody puts one in, there's Classic time.
0: Classic world, Fallen Kingdom. That's yeah. exactly and why. It's I like the last one. thing you want, it's and the problem is it
1: takes you out of the story, yeah. and all of a sudden you start feeling like you're watching a clip, yeah, an assortment of clips, yeah. versus watching something that's fluid and seamless and integrated Yeah. Um, and there's tricks tricks and tips and techniques to do that like the l-cut if you don't know what that is look it up um you know other kinds of things it's cutting the losers from your life (laughs) that's what it is sorry
0: can't talk to you you got (laughs) l-cut Ooh,
1: l-cut uh uh so um that'd be great if that was actually a thing um so yeah, I think those are probably the two biggest things for me. Yeah. Um now those, and yeah, then probably like third, like if like advanced level would be like an editor who has um a uh an editor who has a like a I don't know, vision's not the right word, but almost like they have this sort of like outlook. Yeah. That yeah. sort of like you're sort of seeing the film or the story or that or that situation yeah or that overall like thesis of the film you know is 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 uh is it better to be loyal to your family even if it means doing something wrong and living a immoral life or is it better to be moral and abandon your family you know whatever let's say that's a a kind of the question that a film's asking it's like i want to see that sort of from like the editors right angle, you yeah. know, from their from their eye, sort of like be able to see it through their through their lens, if you want to call it that. And obviously the director has a big part in that. The actors, all those other people do too, but I think because the editor is the one actually deciding what frames go in the movie and what frames don't, like you're always going to be influenced and in seeing the movie the way the editor is right. seeing the movie. Yeah. Um and so it's like as much as the director can say, do this, do this, do that, it's still the editor that decides if it's gonna be cut at twenty three frames or twenty-two frames, and those one extra frames make a huge difference yeah. in a whole movie. Yeah. Um so it's like such a huge, huge responsibility and burden, but I think those are the three things to me that like yeah. make a great editor.
0: Well, and the interesting thing is if you look at editors, it really is interesting a lot of film composers and all these are kind of the same. Kind of once you find a director has their editor they're kind of together for life. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, Steven Spielberg's had like the same editor. Um, Tarantino has seen, I think she recently just passed away, but you know, Pulp Fiction is a good example of like great editing because that movie is shot it's it's not all chronological. Yeah. You know, the movie, it's like back, it starts from the end, right? Or It's yeah. every scene that you yeah, see. Yeah, the beginning
1: is actually the end. Right. But you don't realize it until the end.
0: Yeah. And so uh, it's very interesting how that, that movie is very interesting, especially just from an editing point of view. Yeah, because, from a
1: cinematography point of view too. But yeah, there's yeah. the way you're talking about like dialogue and, mm-hmm. and like Bohemian Rhapsody doing something that was weird. Yeah. It was different and so it felt weird. Yeah. Uh, Pulp Fiction does their dialogue scenes really differently yeah but it's actually cool yeah <laughs> you know like it's like all of a sudden you're like if like somebody you know brought out a plate but like the plate was upside down and the food was on the bottom of the plate and you're like this is weird yeah you know but I kind of like it you know it's like and it well, was like that kind of thing where it's like they did it all I think if I remember it was, right, it was like it was like profile shots and the entire dialogue happened in profile shots yeah. of their faces like and,
0: Samuel Jackson would have Straight on monologues, you know, like he yeah. would, he would talk and the camera would maybe change once during his, you know, for yeah. the most part, you're looking at him. And so if he's having this scriptural, like, yes. you know, yeah, biblical, biblical point of view, the camera's almost looking up to him. Like he's this God, this yeah. preacher, you know? Yeah.
1: And so they, it, and that goes back to my, like saying of like having a point of view is yeah. that like, I feel like a good editor is going to be like, no, 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 we need to see him. Yeah. Like he's God, yeah. giving us the Ten Commandments, yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, good yeah. point, editor, mm-hmm. you know. Well,
0: and Tarantino probably loved that because he really loves his scripts because yeah. he writes them, and so the editor was working along yeah. with, you know, she was saying like, if you really want to get the most out of your dialogue that you wrote, yeah. this is how we do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember listening to an interview with him and her, and they talked about how. Um, uh, he he talked about how like they get in like they would get in like huge fights, and he and she would like have like we need to edit it like this, and he's like no we need to edit it like this, yeah. and they would argue and argue and argue and to the point that they'd be like let's just move on to the next scene, yeah, and then the next day they'd come back in and one of them would be like all right you're more right or you're right, and then they would do it, yeah. and he was like he was like I've never had a relationship where like I argue with somebody more, but also like respect and admire them and like love working with them yeah. more. Um, and not all editor directors are like that, but I think some, I think a director has to find an editor that does like compliment them in a good contrasting way Yeah. like that, where it's like, if you're going to be working with Quentin Tarantino, you better have a backbone Yeah. so you can tell him your idea is stupid and we're not doing it. Yeah. Otherwise he's just going to run over you and not, and you're going to end up with a bad product. Yeah. You know, where other editors like Steven Spielberg or directors like Steven Spielberg he might need somebody who's not as much like up in his face, but knows yeah. how to like, sort of like, carefully manipulate him right. into doing what yeah, he wants, if, you know?
0: if we wanna look at the family dynamic, um, the editor and director are like the mom and dad. Like, yeah. it really is, like, there is, because po- post-production is so long in the process, the editor and the director are like with each other more than yeah, any else. filming process yeah. or anything like that, so, yeah. and and it's they're both wanting to see the best version. Yeah. So it really is It really like,
1: is kind of yeah like two parents raising a kid. Yeah, it's like uh, I think
0: he needs to do this. Right
1: right and the right the right mom knows how to tell dad what to do. Exactly. Um and yet not like run him over yeah. and just completely just you know tell him what to do. Yeah. You know, it really is a cooperation. Yeah. Um
0: Yeah, and that was one thing we learned over the couple, you know, been working together for 8 years now. And um like Learning how to communicate with each other and when we first started, like you would say something to me and might hurt my feelings or something and and because editing is such an intimate I mean that process, was just usually
1: because I was like, You're stupid.
0: You're, yeah, <laughs> you came in, you would slap me over the top of the head and said, What's up? <laughs> Third face Was well, this piece of crap uh, after spending hours and hours
1: because editing is I didn't do any of that just to be clarified <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, for legal purposes <laughs> uh, for any lawyers listening I guarantee you that did not happen
0: I have text I have uh, no um, but yeah but for real it is editing is such an intimate long process that the director is not always or the client not gonna always be sitting there for the whole process. Yeah. He kinda says, This is my thought, this is this then the editor spends the next couple hours going Or over days. It. Or days yeah. or months or weeks. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, and
1: then the other person walks back in after not doing any of that work. Yeah. Sweating hard, working not sweating <laughs> hard, but uh hopefully you're not sweating. <laughs> but but you know, sweating away. Yeah, you know. There's just
0: strange sitting.
1: <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're like, I should turn the air conditioning yeah, yeah, yeah. on. I'm inside. <laughs> uh no, they um you know, they're 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 pouring their heart and soul out into this edit. If yeah. they really care, they're yeah. trying to create these emotions, they're trying to make it good, they're trying to make the best version. And then somebody walks in and says, I don't like this, 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 this and right. that, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad and you're like, you just feel defeated. Yeah. Um, and I think that's for any editor, that's like the first thing you have to learn yeah. to get over yeah. and deal with and find your own way of coping with it and not taking it personally. Really, I mean, that's the way for anybody creatively. If you yeah. have a boss, that's just part of life and yeah. part of the career and part of the craft. Yeah. And if you're collaborating with anyone, somebody's always going to come yeah. in and tell you, I don't like this, I don't like that. Yeah. And to a certain degree, you want them to do that because like, they have... Fresher eyes yeah. and are actually seeing it for what it is, not the version that you're seeing it, which is this tunnel vision of like, well, I remember how crappy the raw footage was. This is way better. Well, yeah, yeah it is way better, but that doesn't mean it's good enough. Yeah. Um, but that I mean, I I still take criticism like that. Yeah. Pretty personally, yeah. just because it's just hard. Yeah. It's, it really no is matter hard.
0: what if you put a lot of time and effort and and as an editor, it's it's hard because. I think the perfect editor director relationship is the editor has a clear vision of what the director wants,
1: which is like never happens.
0: Which never happens, but having eight years of like, kind yeah, of, it definitely helps, you know, but, it helps. But
1: I think a lot of times, even the directors don't have perfect right, vision. Exactly. You know, it's it's like we can't really as creative as we yeah. are. We can't perfectly imagine right. the movie right. until it's done and we can watch it. Yeah, a director can kind of say, "All right, here's the story. This is
0: kind of what I'm." hoping to feel out of it so then the editor will make that feeling that emotion yeah and so then um but then also add their little flavor little spice you know something a little extra be like okay i did what you want but here's what i think will make this even better yeah and then the director can come in and says oh man this is great you know new ideas are always fresh always welcome um unless you're i mean there are directors who are like i have a I, I think Damien Chazelle probably is one of those guys who has like a super clear vision and exactly what. Yeah, I think I want. think
1: so, but I also think there's still an element to where like even if he's like I want to then go to this like even in like a storyboard commercial shoot yeah. where it's like it's storyboarded. Yeah, there's it's as cut and paste as you can get. There's still nuance to it. Yeah, that the editor that is like once you go into that nuance, it's a huge playground. Yeah, that you can choose how you want to work with that nuance yeah um and that's and that's the parts that people like notice subconsciously so even if he was like i know i want to start on these wide shots and then go to these close-ups you still get to decide how long you're on the wide shots how long you're on the close-ups you know and it's like that's what once again like good editors really pay attention to that kind of stuff
0: well and um how was i gonna say i think um Editors are going to be the, probably the first ones to know what works and doesn't work. Yeah, because when you're making the process, you could storyboard it, all that stuff. What's in your mind? It's like trying to tell someone like the dream you had, and you it made sense to you, but you're yeah, trying exactly. to say it, and it yeah. doesn't come across. Another
1: person like that's dumb.
0: Yeah, the editor's gonna know that he's gonna put it together, but then maybe he has. This angle, or less spice in this scene instead of that yeah. scene, and that really works, you know. Yeah. he just knows, or she, whoever is editing, yeah, non binary, <laughs> non gender, uh, but uh, they're gonna know exactly what it should be, yeah, because that's by then. If you're making a movie, you've probably had, yeah, of well, and it's it,
1: it also goes back to like just like I think you know, I'm sure print or. Um, word editors, yeah. you know, uh, print editors, they are probably in a similar way to where like they're not writing stuff every day. Yeah. So their job isn't to come up with beautiful words. Mm-hmm. Their job is to look at the beautiful words and decide which ones are the best. Yeah. And get rid of the rest. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like when you're in that habit of doing that all the time, you just kind of develop this part of your brain where that's just how you see stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why, like we've talked about before, I love having editors on set because they see that while we're filming. Yeah. And then we're not wasting a bunch of time on a wide shot that I know they're only going to use for two seconds. Yeah. Or they're going to cut completely. And yeah. they're like, you know, what would be powerful is if we just started with a close up on this person's face. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why am I bothering lighting this wide shot? Then? <laughs> let's move on. Let's yeah. get the, let's get better close ups in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you know, as far as us working together, and my experience working with editors, um, um, even other editors than you, like Jeff or, uh, <gasps> uh, that's right, <laughs> uh, other editors. Um. Um. Even let's say other people I've worked with, like Taylors, edit some stuff for yeah, us. Yeah, you worked with
0: some people down Atlanta, different random. Yeah, theater.
1: and so um, I think you know with editors that that relationship, I feel like things I've learned if you're working with an editor or you have a friend who's you're cl- collaborating with, and you can sort of maybe set the relationship off on a good foot. Um, one thing I learned was trusting the editor's instincts. Mm-hmm. um because in the same way that I bring fresh eyes when I haven't been sitting there editing it they bring fresh eyes to the project as a whole yeah because they weren't there shooting it or they weren't in the meetings with the client um now sometimes their fresh eyes are misinformed yeah and they don't actually understand why something's important yeah. and then that's my job to explain it to them but it's also like worth noting that like if they bring that up then it means that there's something there that needs to be addressed um and then I think that on the other aspect of like when you're talking about like people have worked really hard on whatever that you you're commenting on yeah. so i always try to come in and say something positive first yeah i don't always do a great job at it cause sometimes i'm in a hurry uh where the project needs to be done soon or i'm just in a bad mood but uh i try to be positive initially and say what i like yeah because i think that's another big part the, like when you are editing and somebody just comes in and gives you critical feedback you're like cool but what's the good stuff that you don't want me to cut? Right. Like knowing what not to cut in the next version is just as important as knowing what to cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen that too, where like I didn't say something I liked. And then in the next draft, that thing that I really loved is gone. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. I loved that emotion that I had at the beginning. Where'd that go? You yeah. know? So I try to make sure like from just a good communication approach of like making sure the stuff I like is well known and the stuff I don't like is well known. I also feel like it's helpful to start with the good and end with the bad. Just so somebody's like, you feel appreciated when yeah. you hear, hey, this is great. You did a really good job. criticism with. is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like those are the two big things.
0: They say you do it like a sandwich. Start with a compliment, have your criticism or, or vice, and then end it with a, yeah. but this is like great.
1: Yeah. And I think something that both of us have realized just throughout the creative process is that – um. And I feel like you, as an editor, have really seen this. I've I've seen it in you, is an understanding that like editing isn't a I'm gonna make the first draft is yeah. never gonna be the final draft, right. and realizing that like you're gonna make a lot of drafts, mm-hmm. and so that first draft is going to be bad. Yeah. And like knowing that as the editor, and then when the person comes in, I feel like makes it so much better than being like this is perfect. Yeah. And then somebody comes in and is like this is not perfect. Yeah. Um. So it's like kind of setting your expectations for what. post-production process looks like yeah and it's not to like you know like a lot of times we'll do four or five drafts of stuff for just commercial projects that are pretty outlined and pretty storyboarded and do kind of have a pretty decent plan yeah on the documentary we probably did 10 to 15 versions um you know so it's like and that's like big versions not like little tweaks of scenes. Yeah. You know if you add it's like all like
0: rewriting the... like the movie essentially. Yeah.
1: I mean if you talk about all the different times we just rewrote different scenes mm-hmm. in it, I mean you're probably looking at like 50 different versions. Yeah. You know, and so that's just for a feature length documentary. So I'm sure some of these big, huge movies—they're just constantly changing things yeah. and tweaking things.
0: And that's probably why I, there's a lot of like reshoots and stuff like yeah. that. People always think of like, oh, the movie's bad. It's like, no, they're probably like the editor's like, this isn't really working. Be great if we had this scene. And yeah. It's a big budget movie, and they go, yeah, of course. Yeah, we let's do, do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of times they just plan those into yeah. it because they know, like, once we see it, we're going to be like, ah, oh, we really need this. Yeah. And we don't have it. Yep. Yeah. Um, because
0: shooting on a movie is a lot of work and oftentimes scheduling is like most of that battle is yeah trying to figure out your shots and sacrificing the shots they of Yeah exactly because you're going it's pushing sixteen hours on a shoot.
1: We don't have time for that. So what are we gonna cut? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And you start trying to like edit it before you're editing it. Yeah. Basically. And that's
0: why like Lord of the Rings, they're like, Yeah, if we're gonna shoot three movies over the course of a year, <laughs> you know, yeah. no movie thirty days. This is like yeah. three hundred and yeah, and they did pick 000. up shots even on that. Yeah,
1: so, um, so, yeah, I think I, I also always think of editing kind of like chiseling away at marble, mm-hmm. and you're trying to create a statue. And like first, you just have this big block of marble, and you sort of make a human form, and you're like, okay, I sort of see a man there, so that's gonna be this is gonna be the statue of David. Yeah. Next day, you come in, you start chiseling away more and more and more until eventually you start seeing. You know, oh, there's the head, there's the torso, there's the legs. Oh, okay, now there's the arms and there's the hands. Oh, now I see five fingers. Okay, now I see fingernails. Okay, now I see hair on the fingers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like and you just keep getting more and more detailed yeah. and more and more refined.
0: I mean, that's what writing is, too. Yeah. That's what they say. Writing is not writing. Yeah, writing I, is yeah, I th- rewriting. Yeah, I think <laughs> actually like editing and yeah. screenwriting
1: are very similar Yeah. Uh, process and probably a lot of the same um, sort of like personal habits and skills of yeah. like just – of like like the skill or habit of just being able to come in and just k- kind of just be relentless on just mm-hmm. like putting in the hours and just keep chiseling away. Uh probably the only difference is that like editing you're taking something that's already been made and and chiseling it all down. Yeah. Where screenwriting you're almost like creating the marble to begin with yeah. out of like thin air. Yeah. Um so um, yeah, but yeah. I, I, the the it, screenwriters and editors should be best yeah, friends exactly because they could be like in group therapy yeah. together. And
0: they they probably think a lot like and I mean that's probably why I like I like to write and also and I'm like an editor. Edit. So um, whereas that's also an interesting thing where I don't see myself necessarily as a director as much. You know, like I like yeah. the idea, but like probably at the core of it, it's the feelings of getting something. Yeah not the actual birth of something, but see growing and teaching that thing to be better. So that should be really encouraging to anyone. You know, if you look at something, I mean, Rob McElhenney who made uh, it's always sunny. He just posted talking about uh, making it's always sunny when they first made it. He said like, just make stuff. He's like, it's going to be really bad. Throw it away. Make something again, work on it, rework on it, reedit it throw it away you know yeah he's like you're gonna make a ton of trash a ton of garbage and one day something's gonna be oh this, this is all right work on it it's better yeah and then finally try and sell it to a network or something yeah. you know but the main thing is like start by actually making the thing and continuing to know yeah and and that's a that's an encouraging thing it for sure be. So, And it's
1: what the duplass brothers say all yeah. the time too um, and it's even like when we were doing the writing challenge, which we have already stopped doing, but maybe we'll reinvigorate it this next week. Uh, you fellow podcast listeners mm-hmm. can hold us accountable. Uh, the um, but we won't listen, but we won't listen to you because <laughs> we don't take criticism at <laughs> all. Well. Uh, but uh, I do think that's kind of what I wanted to do with that was just get in the habit of writing something and not caring, yeah. And I think both as writers. When you're a director or you're a cinematographer, the sun is always going down, yeah. and so you always have, you just have to go out and do it. Yeah. You don't have a choice. Yeah. You don't have time to, to be um, self-conscious yeah. or or feel like I'm not good enough. I, you know, you don't have time to to procrastinate yeah. when a bunch of people are sitting around waiting for you to do something. It's yeah. go go go. You mm-hmm. know, uh, but both editors and writers, I feel like, have that ability to procrastinate forever if they want to, yeah. because it is kind of that same thing of like, and then, and wanting to make that perfect statue out of the marble on your first go, whether you're writing it or editing it. I feel like that's a problem that people get into. So I think that is great advice. And I feel like even as an editor, when I'm like really blocked on something, or even sometimes when I don't want to start a project, it's because I don't want to make something that's bad. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's going to happen. And it is what's going to happen. And it's like, I've tried to learn how to like overcome that like, self-doubt self creative whether yeah. p- that part inner person in me the little inner demon and just be like i know it's not going to be good let's just put something down on the timeline and we'll fix it tomorrow yeah you know and just once the process starts then it, it's usually better than i even thought it was going to be yeah um you know but then still being like hey it's there i can watch it now tomorrow i'm going to refine it yeah and i feel like that's helped me a lot with procrastinating when it comes to editing
0: yeah yeah
1: so i would say um
0: should we should we give some it, like what are three pieces of advice we'd give people when it comes to editing
1: yeah yeah that sounds good how about uh three tips for commercial working with clients okay. and three for creative projects Okay. Um, yeah. because they, those really are two different yeah. things i feel like in Very some categories place. in some areas of production cinematography for instance or lighting or you know, some of that, some of the stuff it's like they kind of blend together, and yeah. you kind of use the same skills. I think when you're editing for marketing, advertising mm-hmm. versus marketing for creative film, emotional stuff, it's completely different. Very different. Um, Even
0: though they're starting to try, and blend. yeah, and
1: they are, but they're yeah. still not. No, I mean, it, at like, the
0: end of the day, when you're watching Whiplash, they're not like. Yeah, when you're watching
1: it. a Nike ad or yeah. a Dove ad, that's like trying to play on your emotions. They're still doing it from an advertising yeah. perspective, not a purely story driven perspective yeah um and so i think although it looks the same from the outside when you pull the lift the hood up the engine is completely different yeah. you know
0: it's it's, it's kind of disgusting but anyway <laughs> <laughs> capitalism trying to be something it's it's i just always think of the community episode where subway had like an actual human he changed his name to subway so that he could be more personal <laughs> yes. so they're like he's like i'm the human subway and so it's like that's what i see when i see those yes. commercials. Like, yeah he's companies trying to yeah they're still to. trying to sell something yeah exactly yeah.
1: um so do you want to go first or you want me to go first
0: uh i'll, I'll go first for a commercial and okay. then you can go first for creativity oh, okay sounds good so commercial wise number one i would say um just expect that the client is going to be really like the director. Yeah, you know, director is is the guy that uh, comp- like he's the manager of of everyone. Yeah,
1: yeah. I heard one director say that works in advertising. Um, he said that he was a midwife. Yeah, and the agency or the client was yeah. the one actually having the baby. Yeah, and it was his job to help birth the baby, but yeah. he was not. It was not his baby. He was not taking it mm-hmm. home after it was delivered. He was not the one that came up with the baby like you know like it was all the client's baby and he his job was just to help them deliver it yeah uh, deliver a healthy happy baby yeah
0: so really tip one learn what the client's vision is step two (laughs) that vision is probably not going to be the best creative choice. <laughs> and just accept that. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> like, that's just the reality. Yeah. There are might some be really an ugly cool baby, clients. but they'll love it. Yeah, there's some really <laughs> cool clients that do, like, want that, and that's what we were talking about earlier, where it's like, it is this, let's make this as creative and authentic because it goes back to millennials. That's what they want. And yeah, exactly. Anyways.
1: The trends in advertising are good. Right. Let's so, Hopefully they'll continue.
0: Client has a vision. That vision is not going to be the most creative vision. That's okay. And then uh, third, don't get emotionally attached to that project. Like just learn to like push it out. Like it is more – it really is going to be more of a uh, production line. Like you want to make the best possible thing, but it's not going to live with you like a movie. Yeah. Yeah, You know, a movie really is like, this is your child. This is like yeah. something that you're passionate about and all yeah. that stuff. A commercial, they're, they're making commercials all the time. Yep. Yeah. You know, they're always trying to advertise because product is always changing. So yeah. when you make a movie, the story is the story. Yep. Yeah. When it's a product, a commercial, the product is a product today. Tomorrow, there's a new Nike shoe. Yep. Yeah. There's a new flavor of Gatorade. There's always these new... Aspect, so you know, be attached as much as you would be to like making a good dinner, or you know, like yeah, for that yeah. I
1: I, Todd's continuing to go on with that because I made weird faces when he said it. Yeah, Uh, and I'd say I think it's still really important to care. Yeah, but uh, but I understand you what you're what you're saying because I know you. Um, Because
0: when you care and it's not creatively fulfilling or creatively the right choice, you're going to like want to fight that, yeah. and then it's ultimately going to hinder your relationship with the client. Yeah. What you want to do is you're going to make the best possible version of their vision that you can't do. Yeah,
1: and I think that's probably a good way to put it.
0: And the problem is you yeah. you're, you're, you're not going to have the same feeling that you would have on a movie or, right. because it's also a time crunch. Now, yeah. that's why a lot of movies are starting to feel so commercialized is because there's such a uh, a schedule, yeah. especially with big blockbuster movies. It's like, well, Disney said that these movies are coming out in 2020. We haven't started filming yet. <laughs> yeah, but that's just the reality of it. Yeah. there's a template, and they have it down to like the core to where like yeah. the edit really doesn't have yeah any input.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think um I think you know. I think the key, uh, the reason that I made that look is like, I think that a lot of people could hear that though and not be like you where I know you really, really care about the projects you really, really care and it becomes a part of like your, almost an expression of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And not all editors are that way. They're not as like that type of artist. Um, And so then they would hear, oh, it's more of assembly line, don't care as much. And I think it, is still definitely a assembly line, but I feel like it's almost caring. Like if you work at a Starbucks, yeah, like you still want to make a great drink, even if it's the. And that's
0: that's what I was saying. Like you want, to make even if a it's great a white deal. mocha, you know, exactly. and you
1: still want to put your and you know, if you if you put the wrong amount of ingredient in there, you want to care enough to dump it out and start yeah. over. Um, you still want the person who gets it to enjoy this hot drink, to like make their day, to give them a great experience, and in this case, the audience yeah. and the client. Um, but yeah, don't get so emotionally attached to it like it's your own baby. Yeah, that when people start criticizing your baby and changing it, you're like, you can't do that to my baby. Yeah, because um, that's just not the way that the advertising world yeah. works. And really, that's good advice for everybody. We've had DPS who cared too much sometimes, and it's like, dude, this they they're paying us to do this. If that's what they want, that's what they get. Yeah, um, and we can encourage them to do something differently, but at the end of the day. Yeah. They win. Yeah, I mean, you, know.
0: you cannot, an audience cannot emotionally connect with a product like they can with a human or a story or, or you know, yeah. what the thing is. And so since we are in the creative world, like we focus on like what is it that we're emotionally connecting to. But that reality of advertising is that's just not the case. And so you, you once again, you want to strive for excellence within the framework of the client's vision. So, and that's that's just a different ballpark than movies and storytelling yeah. and all that stuff. Sure, you're trying to tell the story that the client has and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it is for just a completely different cause. And so, yeah, you're, you want to make the best possible meal. But it's like a chef who is, you know, you want to make the best chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A. But it's also not the same as a guy who a gourmet chef who's personally making this yeah. thing. You know, like there are still like Chick-fil-A has machines and right. they have these things that makes it perfect so it can have mass appeal. Yeah. And that's just the reality. And so you can't really be emotionally like, I'm gonna make this like my own spin. Yeah. No, it's within Chick fil A's parameters. Yeah. So we be the best Chick fil A employee you can be or whatever, you know, yeah. like be the best chicken maker. Yeah, within their vision. Yeah, and learn to go home at the end of the day knowing that you made the best sandwich. So that's 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 what I'm saying. When it comes to, um, because no matter what, you're not you have not been in the same room with your client eight years. You know you don't know what they're thinking. So their vision for their product is going to be very different than your own vision yeah and so learning to sacrifice whereas like an editor might fight more for for a movie or something you right know, there's certain little things that we can say you know that we can fulfill the vision that the um client has and they might say something like well we like you know maybe add this explain more and we go well that's just not like entertaining or that's not like the viewer." it's it not necessarily enhancing what you're trying to say about this product. Yeah. So we don't need to add that or we don't, we right. shouldn't cut that because, you know, so you're seeing it in a completely different way. How, how are we telling the best story about their product? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I guess that's, that's
0: a good way. To yeah. I, like, I'm not saying like, don't work hard on it. Like, yeah, of course, yeah. get the best possible yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. And I, yeah, probably Um, what I've seen through different editors and, and other crew members too. Yeah. But, um, is like yeah that um, understanding that once again it's like just like the director is the midwife, mm-hmm. you are the co-worker with the mid with yep. the director on being the midwife, or you're the you're almost the director's assistant as the midwife, yeah, uh, midwife assistant who you're still helping. Um, you're deli- clean you're st- that baby up. <laughs> you're still yeah you're still going to deliver you're going to help them deliver a great baby, and I think you can push back when. What they're suggesting isn't actually helping them yeah. within their vision exactly and saying hey if this is your vision then you shouldn't do this you yeah. should do this yeah but i think there are a lot of uh, directors editors cinematographers actors whatever you know people who have more creative decision art directors who are like they care more about their vision yeah than the client's vision yeah and they're almost like they're almost like too egotistical on their own artisticness. It's insane. And they're like, and it's almost like, well, I am an artist and that's not the right way to do it. And it's like, you're not paying for this for starters. (laughs) You're getting hired, you're a gun for hire. And then two, it's like, and you don't actually know. The goal of this is to sell more flooring or to sell more drinks or to sell more services Mm -hmm. or to sell more Chick-fil-A sandwiches. And so that is, what we're trying to do here. Yeah. And the people who are experts on selling those things are the people that are paying us for this and actually know what they're talking about. Yeah. They might not know filmmaking, but they do know selling this product.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and that's their job and that's what they're experts on. Yeah. And so you really do have to listen to them for knowing what they want. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't always make sense artistically, but it's like you're not making art. Yeah. You're making commerce. Yeah. And I exactly. think and yeah. I think that's
0: Yeah. And I mean a good example With that kind of commercialism idea in the movie industry, think about like old like Marvel movies when they first were coming out. They were bad, you know, because it was more of this idea of like how can we sell, sell, you know, through this. But then they realized that like the consumers who are going to buy the action figures and all that stuff were not even liking the product, so of course they're not gonna of the movie so you gotta make that movie appealing good and so you have the new mcu that's yeah. fun and exciting yeah and it'd be interesting to see how their sales and merchandise goes up and because that's sure. the thing with star wars is they're a little sloppy and they're you know and that's probably has hurt merchandising yeah some sure way. and so once they kind of find their feet and they're yeah. like all right we have a vision and it's lining up with... 'cause yeah. they're such fan service with the Disney yeah. Star Wars that
1: It is actually kind of funny yeah. how much there is more similarities between blockbuster movies and yeah. advertising yeah. because they are selling something. Yeah. They're selling toys or yeah. selling you know resorts yeah. or That's parks. why there's like a
0: completely different vision with, you know, uh Iron Man or like a Marvel movie than there is with Whiplash.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Like Whiplash Takes because they're not worried about selling anything. Yeah, you're not gonna buy any. Yeah, of those right, like, you're not gonna buy. A, what you're buying a JK is that Simmons experience toy Yeah, you're that yells at you <laughs>
1: when you push a button.
0: <laughs> that would be awesome. He's like, not my tempo, and he just it's like he, you hear similar crass. <laughs> it's a little action figures. Yeah, pushing in the back. Uh <laughs> Not my symbol Wow, that's actually a funny parody. Uh That would be really funny. But yeah, so I I think it's important. That's why like. It's just it's very interesting to yeah, think about that for so, sure. So now let's
1: where your three. Yeah, my three. So, um, uh, I think when it comes to editing, um, my three will be a little. Maybe, well, my first one's gonna be a little bit more practical. I think, uh, with thirty second spot, uh, with a lot of a lot of advertising stuff. Not all of it, but most of it, I'd say like nine out of ten. Um, most of the time you are trying to evoke one emotion. Yeah. So figure out what that emotion is, and then evoke that all the way through. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if it's a dove thing, we're trying to feel sad. Yeah. Or we're trying to feel sentimental. You know, if it's a dad, you know, Father's Day commercial by Gillette. You know, it's it's it's, uh, the sentimentalness for our father. Yeah. You know, and that's the emotion they're trying to create, and they're always trying to create an emotion to tie it to the product. Yeah. And that's that's really what you know, this newer trend of advertising is, is like, Hey, instead of like pushing information down people's throats or making it like MTV, exciting, poppy, you know, fast editing. It's like, let's create a, an emotion yeah, and then be like, and our product is like that emotion. Mm-hmm. And when you feel that way, you should think of our product. yeah. You know, and they're trying to tie it to this like human thing. So I think that's a big thing. Figure out what the emotion is. Cause I, f- I feel like when you start mixing emotions in ads, that's when it becomes watered down. Yeah. It's like food. You don't want a buffet. You wanna you wanna choose are you making Italian? Are you making pa po- are you making steaks? Are you making burgers? Are you making Mexican? What are you making and make a really good yeah. version of that?
0: Yeah. Like uh a good example is like so Dove, like they used to have this like lady come in and draw how they, you know, describe yourself and Yeah, yeah, things. it was a guy
1: that actually did it. Right, but, a guy or yeah. whatever, and then it's like your yeah. friends are describing yeah. so they have
0: that, but then so it's more like documentary kind yeah. of Right personal feel it's not like a a movie or something it's more personal more real and it's emotional and then you have the chevy where it's these are not actors (laughs) you know and they come in it's like wow but it just feels the night and day difference yeah yeah because dub was able to wrap it up into like how you feel about yourself yeah where (laughs) chevy it's still about like look how awesome chevy is yeah like we we rock yeah and everyone is saying that we rock. And it just, it feels like that that one person. Yeah. It's just.
1: Yeah, and so the other thing I'd say, the next one would be (laughs) on a practical level, is like um, learn what the like key sound bites or talking points, really more sound bites, like a sentence. Uh, All clients have like probably five sentences that they really want to get across about either the product or their service or the company as a whole. Figure out what those top five are. They're not even sure what their top five are. Find out what they are. And make sure you put those in somehow, mm-hmm. uh, some version of them at least, because that's the, like while they're watching it, they're listening for those those things. Um, and then my last one would be uh, learn to edit fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and, that
0: just goes back to them.
1: Yeah, I mean, everybody needs to learn how to edit fast, yeah. but I think especially in advertising, like learn how to put, different versions and drafts together and and here's a more even like create a process that allows you to make quick changes yeah um you know you don't want to have things so baked in that it's impossible to change things and then you have to redo a bunch of stuff um i think that's a big thing You know, i always try to save and you you do too because i don't know if you always did or or because of me telling you but i always save every single version and anytime they want me to change something then i just make another version because i'm like that 50% of the time they decide they don't like that change and they want to go back and I don't want to have to undo and then recreate oh, yeah. something I already did. And then they're like, well, wait, it doesn't look like the version that you sent us. And I'm like, well, that's because I deleted that version. Yeah. So I mean, simple stuff like that, you know, yeah. I try not bake in the text too much. Um, uh, I try not to like make it to where it's all layered and, and I can't change things individually. So I think that's a big, big part as much as possible to, you know, make it to where your, your process is very adaptable. Yeah. Because you want a nimble ship, yeah. Uh, because good, it constantly yeah. is zigzagging around and yeah. having to change course all the time. Yeah. Um, on the film side of things, yeah. Uh, I'd say Wait, almost. But
0: before we go, okay.
1: I just, for some reason, was thinking of like,
0: what is the? I don't even know what to say, but I just want to say it real quick. That Pepsi ad. <sighs> The, the famous Pepsi ad where they tried to connect with people by showing he has her. a privileged white female woman leading- Showing the resistance. Showing the
1: resistance. By offering the cop a, a, a Pepsi. Pepsi. He <laughs>
0: likes it, and so racism's over. Or cops killing people. So, yeah. Like, truly, that's-
1: Apparently, we need some some Pepsis to Hong yeah, Kong.
0: Yeah, that's, that's where the editor maybe should have cared a little more. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, are we sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I would say that is yeah. another tip. Well, it's kind of across the board tip. Yeah. So I'll use this as my transition tip. The editor is the last person that touches the the video yeah. or the film. So you got to care. Um yeah. And this is something that I've got on to every editor I've ever worked with. Like you better be watching it multiple times after it's exported. You better be checking the typos. You better be checking to make sure like you got to be checking that So because like, you're the last crafts person yeah. to touch the product, and like what you say is is good is what everybody else then is judging everybody else's work off of. Yeah, you know. So if you're not doing that, you're screwing over the screenwriter. You're screwing over the cinematographer. You're screwing over the PAs. You're screwing over the art directors, yeah. the actors. You know, it's like that. Editors, you got it. And you know, and so that's and it's. I will say, from editing, that's my least favorite part. Yeah. Reviewing footage is so boring. Reviewing uh, draft after there's, draft. After there's draft. times
0: where Ryan will come in to watch your draft, and I'm like, I'm going to go do something real quick, you <laughs> yeah. know, or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, and especially when you have longer stuff. I mean, I've had stuff where it's an hour long, and I've had to watch it like, you know, hundreds of times, yeah. it feels like, and you just want to shoot yourself in the face. Every That's why
0: Whipster have... is amazing. Because you can just put up there, and you can make notes, <laughs> yeah. and I can like go back and see. Um, but even then, still, yeah.
1: it's like when it's finally exported, it's like yeah. the, you're the editor is the last person, so it's your responsibility to make sure it's good. Yeah, it is good to go. Almost like being the once again being that person that prepares the plate. You're standing at the at the door yeah. as waiters are walking out with the food, and you're saying good, good, good. Yeah. And if it's not good, that's on you. Yeah. So make sure whether film or commercial, that's very important. Um, anyway, sorry I
0: that pepsi like the th- like the cup in my mind
1: in uh uh the coffee cup thing, the cup gate in uh, Game of Thrones, yeah, that was the editor's job, yeah, it's not the art department's job, yeah. it's not the director's job, it's not the producer's job, that was the editor's job yeah. to notice that, and yeah. they didn't, and that's whose fault it was yeah uh, I mean, they like to blame it on everybody else, but it's like nope, they could easily fix it because they did the next week yeah uh, and it was the editor's job to be watching that and you know that they just stopped I mean yeah. like they just weren't they weren't taking it to that level and they needed to yeah so I mean and when you're working on Game of Thrones you better be watching it to that yep. level that's why you're getting hired to work on Game of Thrones because you're that good yeah you know so uh on the film side I would say almost like where you want one emotion, in commercials, I think you actually want lots of emotions in yes. films. So that would be, yes. like, the reverse. Yeah. Um, and you really do want to play to people's emotions. And you want to, like, nothing is worse than bland editing yeah. in a movie. I'm watching a lot of independent films at, at film festivals and stuff. Like, the in it, the editing just isn't interesting. Yeah. And part of that is the shooting, foot, the footage that was shot wasn't interesting. And there isn't enough coverage and blocking. But it's just, like, it's not interesting. Yeah. It's just boring. Yeah. You know? And then the next part is I think you need to be intentional with those emotions and how you create them. So it's like create contrast and dramatic dynamic emotions with your editing, but then also do it like, well, like yeah. execute it well. Yeah. Like that's the other thing I see all the time where it's like, people will like cut to somebody and I'm like, oh, you should have cut like half a second sooner, you know, like, or you should have, you should have hung on that person for just a little longer or just a little shorter. And it's like, Those like minutia, the details. The devil is in the details when it comes to like creative editing, Um, and to think that you can just like slap it all together is like not true at all. Yeah. Um, And then I'd say probably lastly, in the situation where on the advertising side, you know, whoever is working directly with the client is then the midwife. I think when you're the editor on a feature film, you know, on the advertising side, a lot of times that's the producer or the director on a on a creative project, if it's not your project personally and you're editing it for somebody, then you are the midwife. Yeah. Um, and the editor still yeah. is serving the vision of the director. Yep. Um, or the producer, whoever whoever's in charge. Or Disney. <laughs> yeah, or Disney. Um, and so, you know, like with, with Blast or whatever, so it's like you're still helping them, mm-hmm. um, but I, I say that's probably one of the main reasons why I probably would never want to be an editor it's because you never get to have the final say, yeah. as an editor, yeah. on anything, yeah. unless you made it, yeah. and like unless you're a director editor or a producer director. editor Or
0: you're very good at learning how to get what you want.
1: Yeah, and yeah, you yeah yeah. And side there tip. are
0: there are editors like that.
1: Yeah, side tip, I guess, learn how to like manipulate people. Yeah. Um, almost play politics. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're still like you're having to do all that, and you may or may not get what you actually yeah. want. Um. And I mean, and and so a good editor is like like, Jeff, when we worked on the documentary, like, he helped me tell the best version of the story that I wanted to tell. Yeah. Uh, Jeff definitely, in the same way that you, who shot it, like, you guys definitely can say, like, yeah, that's our story. And that's true. But then it's also, like, very much my, my version of that. Yeah. You know, and so it's, like, still having, like, respect for that um, when working with the director is something that, like, you will you will always be hired again if you learn how to like walk that fine line between yeah. like being helpful uh but also not like taking over the project. Yeah. You know, you don't want to again be that person who's like, "Well, this is my vision, this is what I want to do." No, it's not. Yeah. It's not your vision. But you also don't want to just be like, "Well, what do you want?" and just be their hands, just yeah. be a machine that just does what they say. They want your they want your
0: It's a mutual respect and almost like m- mentorship. Or not mentor, but like advising so an editor has this thing and almost advises the director. I feel like it might be better and then it's up ultimately up to the director yeah. to make that choice. Be yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? Uh, like yeah. like in uh spoiler alert, in game, Tony Stark originally when he did the snap, he just did the snap and it was the editor who said you should have him do the yeah. line. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a they have to go it's back and shoot that. They yeah. have to get Robert Downey Jr. Right. Straight and and, to... and so
1: I think I mean anybody still wants the editor's opinions and input and like they want their creative yeah. brain yeah. and their creative mind fully. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they want your creative mind to help them execute their vision. Their vision. Yeah. Um and because just like I said, like there's no way you can know exactly what the movie is until it's done. Yeah. So you're kind of helping people figure out what they want yeah. to do, how they want to execute it by offering suggestions, offering approaches. And then once again, like listening to them, having a good relationship, communicating a lot, and hearing, you know, well, I want this scene, asking good questions. You know, well, I want this scene to start like awkward and then feel intimate and then get awkward again.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, well then as an editor, then you know to hang on these scenes a little longer. Like I said, you then go back to those minutia details And you're the one deciding those. Yeah. Because I guarantee you the director's not going to sit there and say, shave this off. I mean, they might, but if they have to get to that point, you're kind of not doing your job. Yeah,
0: you're not doing your job at all.
1: You know, So that would be my three creative tips. Yeah, those are good. Um, If you're doing it yourself and it's your baby, then just be ready to kill some babies. (laughs) Kill your babies. Uh, Kill the scenes that you love or you thought were great or cut them.
0: Or just learn to reshape what you have um
1: uh well that's always the classic thing though you know it's like you know killing killing your babies is what people say all the time in posts. is it like you, that scene you worked four hours for that doesn't work yeah yeah kill yeah it. it's it's so,
0: definitely learning what is i mean you really do have i think there's i can't remember what the word like tell totalitarianism or something where it's like for the greater good. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. it's, it's, it is killing that one for, for yeah, everyone. For so, the greater story. Yeah. Exactly. And
1: I think then too, just like getting something out. Yeah. You know, like procrastinating on your own stories yeah. is so hard and, and, or the, so easy to do. Right, And the know?
0: realization of when you cut those scenes, it's not like, ah, oh, man, that was good. There are going to be scenes that you're like, that was so good. Like, you know, th- just think about all the times in our documentary where we were filming it and we're like, Oh my gosh, this is gonna be amazing, and it just disappeared. You know, we yeah. just don't have them because it didn't fit the narrative. Of yeah, the bigger it didn't story. fit the bigger story. Yeah, so those sacrifices are gonna be re- re- real, especially yeah. you know, like it's a commercial wise, you can kind of be like, oh, that's okay. Like you know, yeah. I can sacrifice those because I'm getting paid for this exactly, whatever. client, yeah. or whatever.
1: So, um, but my- when it's your project and it's your baby, Oof, yeah. So yeah. those are the things that you talk about it film festivals oh, i wish you guys could have seen this yeah. one scene yeah um that's uh, what bts is for yeah bonus feature <laughs> bonus features
0: so my three kind of piece of advice because we need to wrap this up soon um number one definitely get a clear understanding of the vision that either your director or you know whatever get it clear and try and work together best possible with your director like if you guys if it is a contentious relationship from the beginning till the end and it's just like that was hard but in a very traumatic way because i i see i do see it as like a marriage you know you, you yeah. guys are working together not the case on all films but that's just i i would say at this yeah. point you know our partnership of building brand right up there's been kind of that it maybe started out where you had more division and I was learning and kind of, but now Are you saying I'm,
1: you're my wife, Time
0: I'm your wife. Uh, <laughs> I'm your partner.
1: Oh, so we're a gay couple. Exactly. Okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, but so like, you, you gotta learn to like work well with yeah. the director. Yeah. Like if it's really exhausting and you're like, I'm miserable in this, it's don't, not ever work good. With, yeah. Yeah, don't work with them again. Yeah, it's just, it's that's not going to work. So yeah. learn to find the people that's going to work well, that your visions line up together. Like, I think that's really, really important that you both both have, like, the high standard of taste because it takes a team to, you know, it, yeah. it really does take a village to make a movie. Like, you, everyone's got to be on the same board with the same desire to make something great because the final product will show when one person lacks you know you're yeah. only as strong as your weakest link. So that being said, um yeah, make sure you have a good partnership with whoever's vision. Uh number two, uh yeah, be really comfortable with I would say your first edit is simply like just it's almost like putting like your paintbrushes in and your colors and you know, you're just getting set up. Yeah. And then you're going to get into it deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So, yeah, just just learn to, like, organize and get everything together and have a good outline and make that outline. Yeah. And then know that then next, you know, whatever can be allowed remaking. Third and most important who has stuck with me forever, uh, my friend Eric, Evan's brother. Uh, he's the, Kyle's friend. Kyle's friend. My friend, I mean, you know him. We all—he's <laughs> my friend too. Uh,
1: Eric, we are officially friends. That's true. You guys—I don't know play that. Apex, or not. and I mean, yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. I think it's—it's it's that weird moment when like your childhood friend starts hanging out with a friend outside of you, and yes. you're like, "That's not right. I brought you together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to be." That. But uh, no, I love it. Anyways, uh, Eric taught me uh, editing from the beginning, and he said never like. Like never be happy, like don't don't export or make the final version unless you've had like a day to come back and look at it with fresh eyes. And we've talked about that throughout this whole process, but really cannot say that enough. When you are in the editing process, you think I nailed it. Yeah. You know, when you're done, you're like unless your brain's fried for the most part, you look at it and you go, That's great. Yeah. You're gonna come back the next day and go. What was I thinking? I'm fine. seeing fifty other things. Yeah. That's good. Edit those things. Yeah. Wait. At the end of that day, you're gonna I did good work. This is done.
1: You can come yeah. back.
0: You know, like that is the process. It is reworking, reworking, reworking until you can't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Until, a, until it's time to yeah, finish time it, to it. The to deadline. You know. Exactly. Yeah. So Yeah, and I think the, the the reason I think that tunnel vision happened is because when you're at the end of the day or the end of your editing process for that time period block that you were doing it you see the progress when you look at it of that day but when you come back you don't see progress anymore you're starting from square one again and so then you just see it as it is not what it was but what it is yeah and it's like ooh. and that's kind of and watching it with other people i think helps too even if they're not like the client or like if it's just a friend or your spouse or your parents whatever like something about having somebody else in the room you like sense you
0: become ultra aware yeah you like sense
1: their emotions when they rustle when they stir when they shift on their feet all of a sudden you're like that part's boring yeah i totally now feel it yeah i don't know why i didn't notice it before so
0: and that's 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 kind of the nice thing with commercial editing is that you don't really have you know you kind of like you do have a timeline and so you've got to make it the best you can but then you're a little more okay with it going out into the world because you go all right like i really really focus and make this the absolute best i can i can live in that and and if the client's happy i'm happy with a personal project if you're not happy then you'll never be happy yeah <laughs> like if yeah. yeah, a movie will go out there and you go uh and that's why so many people are like yeah i don't watch my movies or i Neither. you know like it's just a reality it's they're looking at what Could have been, yeah. And so, really, 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 I mean, that was a piece of advice when you first were showing your movie. You know, don't worry about how long it's going to take to edit. Like, make this is your movie. Make it the best possible movie. And we spent five years, yeah, on on running at full speed. And there's probably still stuff. You know, if we had possibility to do reshoots and we had financial, we would. You know, like there's just a reality of independent filmmaking that it's you're you're tied up yeah, yeah. or
1: any filmmaking you're always yeah. you always have limited resources yeah. I mean even even Infinity Wars I mean they're gonna eventually be like we're not filming anymore right you know we're done yeah we're done
0: cause I, at the end of the day a product video if you have the product center and it's like you wanna buy that product you have done it yeah a story is a lot harder to get on board with. Yeah. That yeah. is always. Hard. Yeah. It's it, really yeah. The really objective
1: hard. is is uh, more of a moving target. Yeah. Especially Be- when you take in an account, everybody's different tastes yeah. and likes.
0: Because even like the Pepsi commercial, we're talking about the the Kendall Jenner Riot video, it's we still know Pepsi. Yeah, that's Pepsi true. was out there. We we literally say the Pepsi commercial. It might not be good connotations, <laughs> you know? but if it might makes be... me want to go buy a Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. it works. I I will say it like it's it's addictive and all that stuff. I mean, no matter what Pepsi does, like they can literally burn down Coke to the ground. They're not going to beat Coke. Coke is always going to be Pepsi. Right. All the time. So, um, you can have a make believe world where Coke doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> And you're still, the guy's going to be like, I want a Coke. That's right, uh, exactly. <laughs> what's oh, Pepsi? my gosh, that movie. <laughs> Which I gotta, you got to think, like, was Pepsi kind of like, huh? Like, I, that's great that our Pepsi ad is showing, but, like, our main protagonist doesn't even want a Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, he's questioning why it's not right. Pepsi. Our, you yeah, know? exactly. Like, he could have, like, drinking it and be like, ah, this is great. Like, uh, I love Pepsi more than Coke. And, like, someone's like, what's Coke? But no, he was like, "I don't have a Coke." <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good point. So, hey, here you go.
1: Where's it? Don't you have Coke? Yeah. Can I get a Coke? No, I guess this will do.
0: Like that conversation alone is saying Pepsi is a lesser persona.
1: Uh That's just, funny. I've never thought about that. Yeah, they're that's like, funny. "Hey." Yeah, Pepsi's like, "Oh, oh." Yeah, they're kind of like, "Huh?" It's, like, it's a it's passive
0: aggressive like dick. We paid them a ton of money to have that Pepsi in this movie. He doesn't even like. it. <laughs> All the guys just walk out. Hands but in he their is pockets. also the
1: guy who gave away all the rights to the Beatles' music for free. For free, to people that didn't know but they ever he made ended the music. end up at
0: Pepsi's like we are losing money on this. <laughs> this is
1: who who decided who we were going to be in this movie? Jim? Jim, you're fine. Well,
0: that's a great no, no. Jim can be like at least not the the Pepsi <sighs> ad, and everyone's like, you're right, you're right. <laughs> you're rehired. You're rehired. It's you fine. <laughs> that can always be the thing. What, what, you... what if
1: it was the same person? They're like. <laughs> How? Two strikes, buddy. The next one, you're out. And then he's like, we're going to be in this movie called Yesterday. <laughs> Don't worry. It's going to be great. They t- he tells them the premise. They're like, that sounds yeah. like a great movie. <laughs> oh, it is. It's going to be a great movie. Remember I swear. Remember how
0: Coke had that at campaign where the, all the hippies came together? Let's do it with races.
1: <laughs> Charlottesville, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, or Coca-Cola. You know Home Depot did it with, co- with, uh, with, uh, with immigration? It's going to be great. <laughs> It's cause marketing, guys. Uh, Anyways, well, we're way off topic somewhat, but- uh, Editing. Editing, yeah. uh, I will say some stuff that we've learned along the way. Sometimes it's great if you can be inspired when you're editing, but you got to learn how to edit even when you're not inspired. It's just the nature of the beast. Just like you got to learn how to write even when you don't feel like writing. Editor's block is a thing, just like writing is writer's block. Um, Editing. I do think, yeah, if there's something that's bothering you about the film, like keep working it, try crazy ideas. I'm just going to rapid fire ideas or thoughts. Try some crazy ideas and concepts. Yeah. Even if you're not, even if you don't think it's going to work, just try it. Cause yeah. you might find that you actually really like it or it might open up doors to other things. I think Pixar's fail fast, fail often or fail often, fail fast uh, is a great philosophy yeah. for editing. Like just try stuff and see what doesn't work yeah. um, because it, it, some It's a magical thing yep. that then creates like, oh, this isn't how to do it, but now I know how to yeah. do it. I don't know why that happens that way, but it does. Save your projects. Save your projects. If you're working on a project, save it right now. Back up your projects. Command S if <laughs> yes. you're on a Mac. <laughs> I don't know back. what the PC one is. Back up your projects, especially your project files. Oh, my goodness. You know, like back up your footage, obviously, but then also back up your project file. Yeah. Back up your project file. Back up your project file. Back up your project file. Back um, and then I think it's also nice to kind of, uh, if possible edit without distractions.
0: Yeah. It that can be hard with like a, a client. Yeah. Because they can kind of, cause editing is a tedious long process. Yeah.
1: And so it's, it is nice if you can do it in blocks of time yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. Because uh, it, it is something like – I feel like it's almost like running or other stuff. Like once you get warmed up and you're kind of in it, you just go, go, go. Yeah. And it's like something comes in and it's like ruins it. Yeah. And you got to start all over again.
0: Well, and, and I more so for creative because it's harder for commercial because there is a deadline you need to get it done and all that stuff. But if your brain is fried and you're editing, like – just yeah, stop like there's, yeah. there's a certain point that's like you're you're gonna do more damage yeah and i have learned that over the years that like i know that especially like color crush you know any of those little tweaks yeah if my brain is fried and i start doing that it's gonna be more of a mess the next day yeah that i come back clear-headed yeah that's though. true
1: i've had that before too where so, i mean it just that I mean, happened last week where it was like 5 30 on a friday and i was like i was just I was trying to get it done yeah. so I could finish it and it was like things weren't happening and I was just getting frustrated and yeah. annoyed at it and it was just like <laughs> I was tired and I was ready to go home yeah. which also then means like if you are editing a big feature or you do know you have a lot of work on the commercial side or whatever coming up like get good rest. Yeah. Get good sleep. Yeah. Like that's also like a really big tip because you need to have your like mental yeah. capabilities firing on all cylinders and if you're tired and just not feeling it then your editing is going to express that. Yeah. So like have snacks, eat well, stay hydrated, get up, walk around every once in a while. Like your physical, mental health is yeah. like just as important, even though you're just, even though it's the least physical job, probably out of all the, yeah. all the jobs on a movie, because uh, you're just sitting in a chair all day long. Yeah. Uh, your physical and mental health is actually probably more important than even the gaffer, because like if a gaffer is half awake, he can yeah. still set up C stands. Yeah. Uh, but if you're half awake, your editing's gonna suck. Yeah. Yeah, it is, so.
0: it is a meticulous thing. The surgeon needs to have sleep before he yeah. does surgery. Because
1: yeah. So, yeah. Um, basically, guys, making movies is the same <laughs> thing as saving people uh, in surgeries. I would
0: say it's more important uh, you, I than think, saving lives. Yeah, I mean,
1: we got a lot of humans on the planet. How mean, many stories do we have? A
0: doctor saving one person? <laughs> movies it, it is like making money for Disney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guys, Disney owns everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, folks, on that note, uh, we we, talk we more. are not going to edit that out. We're going to leave that in. <laughs> and... Disney,
0: I will work for you. <laughs> <laughs> please hire, please us. hire us. Please hire us. Please,
1: Brandon would
0: gladly be a part of your streaming service. We will <laughs> gladly do whatever you want.
1: <laughs> we will midwife the hell out of those babies. <laughs> so, uh, on that note, folks, we love you. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next week. Bye. This has been a Studio Red production. For more, go to studioredmedia.com.